Hello and welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and I'm delighted to be joined again by Brian Day. He is the Senior Merchandiser and Natural Stores Coordinator for Four Seasons Produce. And Brian, today we are going to tackle a topic actually inspired by the time I got to watch up close as you worked on the wet rack at Brattleboro Food Co-op, home of another fabulous produce professional, John Truncali, by the way. And of course, everybody knows that the wet rack is high maintenance, high expertise area of the department. And I was just amazed by the precision and also the speed at which you worked on the wet rack. The knife is just flying and everything is perfectly trimmed and all the different items are so meticulously manicured is just remarkable. And so that's a long-winded preamble to the actual topic, which is balancing the need to merchandise with finesse and the fact that, you know, when you work in a department, you do have a limited amount of time to get everything done that you need to get done. And so I thought, my gosh, like, you know, we've talked before about all the different aspects of working in a produce department. Time management is a significant part of that. And so, again, a a long-winded lead-up there. But um, (laughs) how would you advise folks to kind of approach, you know, trying to get that right amount of detail and have everything look great and knowing that, like, okay, I only got so much time and I got to move on to the next thing. You know, where where do you spend your time and and prioritize uh, that effort? So that's a good question. That was great. That was a great day. That was a great day. And you know what? You didn't do so bad doing the chart and, and, and positioning the chart without breaking the leaves. That was pretty impressive too. So shout out to you. Um, I appreciate it. Those rainbow carrots are what about got me. I'm like, where do these stems go? Where do they yeah. go? <laughs> but you found a home for them and it was wonderful. I did. <laughs> um, no. So, okay. So speed, right? So uh, speed, honestly, is just picked up over time. All right. And if you're talking about prioritizing anything in the department when you're starting out or as you're growing or furthering your career, um, it is uh, freshness, right? So it's something that you can overlook in the department is, is freshness. Um, you know, speed and efficiency, uh, that stuff does come with time, right? And that's something that as, as you grow into a, a role, into a um, uh, a further career, what you want to do within the produce department or produce industry. Um, you know, it, it, it does develop over time and it is super, it is a super important um, aspect of what we do. But the main goal um, is to just make sure what you're doing is fresh and safe, right? Um, I said, you made it sound like I was a ninja with a samurai sword. Well, but, <laughs> but with that level of precision, yeah. that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm like, yeah. this, this wouldn't be safe if I tried to do it like this, but <laughs> you're handling it well. <laughs> right. No, it's, and that's, that's honestly, it's 30 plus years and in, in, in doing what we're doing and just kind of a passion and just trying to, you know, set the stage for that customer coming in the door, right. That impact and that, uh, that, that uh, beautiful, colorful theater uh, that they call a wet rack. Right. So, um, but as, as someone that's, that's just doing the day to day coming in and, um, needing to get the bananas filled, needing to get the department called some of the produce basics actually never change. Right. I mean, the, it doesn't matter what area you're in, uh, era you're in, I should say time period, um, would be the basic, the blocking and tackling, right. Calling and fronting your department. That's always first. That should always be first. Um, getting the, the, it doesn't matter how much 
things, how full things are at the start of the, the department. If you're running two layers of apples instead of five or whatever it is, that's that's great as, mar- as long as those two layers are fresh. And as you're going along, you get, you start touching every piece of produce, you start touching every piece and just, just your hands just start moving and and then over time, they start moving faster. Your eyes start to move. And it's just, it just, it's something you develop over time. Um, and not everyone will get the, the speed part, but they could be super detailed and efficient, right, with what they're doing. So, um, you know, you might not have one, you might have the other, but the, the bigger of the two is the efficiency, as the efficient and um, accuracy. And, um, uh, the the eye for freshness, I think, is the bigger the bigger of the two. Uh, we all work under a time constraint in this industry, right? I mean, uh, especially now with labor being what it is, um, there's so much more to do, and the same amount of time that you have in the department um, with uh, less people, with less bodies in the department in a lot of cases, unfortunately. Um, so those bananas still need to be filled. The aisle still needs to be called. The wet rack still needs to be done. And, you know, prioritizing that is a big part of your part of the part of the job. But that said, what cannot be um, compromised is uh, the, the freshness aspect. As long as your department is fresh, when you walk in, all the backfilling stuff can uh, happen when the customers are in the are in the store. So but usually as far as what you fill first, um, you know, there are many different formats of having a wet rack guy overnight um is that way you come in your wet rack is already completely done if you come in in the morning maybe maybe it's just the opposite uh directing your staff to uh, do you know, the hard goods the hard fruit potatoes onions so that you don't have to deal with that fill the ad stuff um and then you can concentrate on the wet rack but um you know uh, the, the perfect storm is when there is a call out and uh, a huge rush where none of that stuff is done. And then you're in the morning and be like, oh, my gosh, everything that uh, uh, I, I planned that could potentially be done last night wasn't because of 30 different factors. And then that's when you have to look at, you know, step back, look at, OK, what needs to be done? Bananas need to be filled, add end caps need to be done and your wet rack needs to be done. So, um and that's after the call. First thing, first thing, always, always, always is the call. You know, um, you know. Again, uh, you could have a a beautiful department. You could have beautiful peaches or beautiful uh, um, heads of lettuce or uh, um, apples or whatever, and just pristine. The customer finds one bad peach in that, and that. What are they going to remember out of your uh, department? Right? They're going to remember that bad peach, unfortunately. So. Um, calling is calling is so key and that not just the actual calling of fresh commodities, but looking at dates on your value added, uh, making sure everything is rotated. Um, you know, again, customer comes in, especially now, uh, and they, they look at, a, a with, a, especially now with time, you know, customers time being what it is too, right. Cause we're customers as well. And, um, time is precious. Time is a precious commodity that, uh, uh, it's very hard to come by by some and they're grabbing a salad that's three days out of date and they're getting home thinking it's that's that, that leaves a, a bad taste. Right. So um, literally and figuratively. Um, so, yeah, just the call. The call is 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 a priority. 
Um, and as, as far as the accuracy piece, the speed, like I said, as you're going through and you're touching and as a, as a mentor uh, working with people, you know, you just, everyone adapt, you uh, try to adapt to the speed of what they're, what your person that you're training, right. And just kind of showing them, let them, no one's going to get it right off jump, right. No one's going to just all of a sudden start, you know, Dr. Octopusing everything with the, the, uh, Spider-Man reference, right. So sorry. Um, um, you know, all the apples and oranges and everything, not everyone's going to do that. But over time, sit there, watch, just shadow me for a week, shadow me for two weeks and just start at the same place and just go around and just, um, you know, speed on um, flip side of that. You want to make sure that they do it right when they are packing out stuff. No, no shortcuts, uh, no dumping of product, no um, um, misrotating, uh, no, you know, um, and time, time does this too. When you just like, <laughs> I think you saw in, in some of the things that we're doing, but um, as a, you're packing out product or you're building in displays, you're taking your apples, right? And we always talk about all the industry uh, vets and um, uh, uh, merchandisers. And we talk about putting your stickers down, right? So you're actually taking the product out of the box. And as you're putting it out, you're rotating in your hands to put on the counter with your stickers down. That's that kind of uh, skill just comes over time. And um, yeah, so that was a long winded uh, answer to your long winded buildup. Right. But um, no, in all seriousness, it just, that kind of speed and efficiency, you're talking about the wet rack and just kind of doing it and just hustling. Uh, this is a hustle industry. Um, and um, that just comes over time, you know, um, as long as product is uh, fresh uh, and you're doing it safely. Um, yeah. You know, the speed and efficiency part gets, gets uh, uh, instilled in you. So. Well, and I thought that was a great point, Brian, that you made about the very first thing that you really need to do, no matter what else needs to be done is take a look and make sure that there's not product on, on display that someone's going to take home and be disappointed that they took home. Sure. Because I, I know if I, even myself as a consumer, you know, the, the one time I got back and the, the $6 cherry tomatoes on the vine had mold on them when I got back and I, I hadn't done the classic, you know, turn over the clamshell and mm -hmm. examine every, you know, the bottom of every tomato. Yeah. I was like, Oh no. Like, first of all, rookie mistake. I mean, what was I doing? Right. I think they, they were the last ones on the display and I was just so excited because it was a new variety. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I haven't gotten to try these yet. Rookie mistake. But, <laughs> but we all so make true, them right. Is like you, yeah. if you can prevent those kind of things, you give yourself some leeway on the rest of it, I think. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's when it, we talk about, um, the speed part the speed part is again that will come over that will will come with experience and over time um uh, but and can be taught over time but what can't be taught over time is take cutting corners and um uh, not following the block blocking and tackling of of uh, making sure everything is is fresh uh, and your sale items are full um so yeah that stuff that kind that kind of stuff can't be compromised so, because you throw in there, okay, you have to receive a load, um, and uh, I mean, 
the, 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 the tasks build up, right? And of course of an eight and a half hour day, um, that can be gone in the blink of an eye uh, if you're not prioritizing and um, making sure that what you need to get done is done. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I was thinking in terms of, you know, in, in junior high or whatever, you learn the order of operations for math, right? The, the, yeah. the order in which you go through the different processes when you're yeah. looking at this complex equation. Uh-huh. And I feel like, you know, for your produce department, and, and maybe it's different from retailer to retailer, there's probably a similar kind of formula, right? Like you mentioned culling first, and then, you know, these are the different things that you, know, you want to make sure your end caps look good. What What's your go-to order of operations for walked into the produce department? Like you said, maybe not everything happened overnight that was supposed to, or maybe not everything got done yesterday that I had hoped would be done by today. What's your kind of triage of the produce department the first thing of the day? Um, take a look at what, uh, I mean, after the call, it's just kind of take a look at what's, what needs to be filled right away. Is there, is there anything out, especially on key categories, you talk about bananas, you talk about avocados. Now you talk about, uh, your ad items, stuff that's out in ad. If you have strawberries in ad and there's 10 cases in the back and none out on the, on the floor, you don't have to fill it. Just bring out two or three, two or three flats, put them on the case and just keep moving. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always, maybe this is a, a maybe the old school piece of, of, of my thinking, but I, I think the wet rack is so, so important to, uh, and because quite honestly, it's a centerpiece, uh, it's a showpiece uh, in a lot of stores. And uh, if that show is, um, you know, yesterday's news, then uh, not everyone's paying the price of admission. You know what I'm saying? So uh, getting that fresh and getting that up and running is, is, is super key. Um, but um, hitting end caps, sale items, uh, anything that has holes. Um, now, if, if your croutons or whatever have, have a hole in it, I think you can you can look past that <laughs> until you get everything uh, filled out. But key categories, just look for key categories and um, just fill those. And uh, again, it doesn't have to be neat. doesn't have to be the stickers down. It doesn't have to be, it just has to be have pro- fresh product out there. Get your bearings. Do your do your wet rack and then um, you know go about your go about your day. Hopefully with backup uh, coming in after you. So and that's the other thing too. I mean, as a manager uh, or a lead, um, uh, that you come in and you have to triage. You actually now have to not only what you are going to do right, but what is the per- what are the per- persons behind you, people behind you? Uh, what are you going to assign them to do um, to help with uh, to bring back the uh, the, the department to back to life, right? So um, as you're doing, you have to be thinking about what you want other people doing. So it's not the cookie cutter, uh, 7 a.m. person comes in and does the, the fruit, 8 a.m. person does the load, whatever it might be, 7 a.m. does uh, potatoes and onions, filling that, 8 a.m. Finish run, finish run, finishes running the trucks out on the floor and then does the, the load, uh, and, but yeah, so I always worry about the floor first, the load in the back, deliveries in the back, whatever, all that stuff can be, um, put away, uh, after the, 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 the counters and the, the floor, uh, is all set up for the customer. So on the flip side here, if we have a very well-managed, well-staffed department, everything's running smoothly, 
and it's not a triage situation on a particular day, what are some of the details that you think make the most impression, whether it's stickers down, whether it's tucking in the cilantro and the wet rack, which was another <laughs> thing I saw at Brattleboro, you know, what are those little touches that do make a big difference if you do have the time um, and aptitude to go after some of those things and kind of do it to the next level? Yeah, that's, uh, you got a great memory. Wow. <laughs> that's, you know, naturally instilled in, in, in a, a produce person's mind just to be able to tuck leaves in and uh, center labels and stuff. That's pretty impressive. Um, no, I guess um, if just create the impact, right? Create a shopping experience for the for the customer, not a shopping trip. Um, have something memorable from that customer. I mean, from from your produce department that that customer is going to remember. Be it a nice display, a meticulous wet rack, um, uh, a great end cap, um, um, whatever. I mean, awesome variety, concentrating on awesome variety, um, and uh, quite honestly, good old fashioned customer service, right? Talking to your talking to your customer. Um, you know what? We uh we did our our dino dino deal back in May. I mean, I mean, how many people did we talk to, right? That walked in the door and just actually started to uh, spur conversation about not just about dino melons, but about produce in general and about. And we found a, a a lot of those melons ended up in the customer's card, and just that's simply by talking, right? Simply by talking. We had a great looking display, um, you know, great price, a new item and awesome customer service. There's something really to be said about creating an impact with a display or a, a fabulous wet rack or whatever it might be, but they're, they're, there's actually creating impact with, with talking, being verbal with customers. So, and sometimes, I mean, I think you should all, regardless of what um, level of, of uh, triage that you're in, where whether you have, you know, 10 people in and everything is running like an engine or two people in and, you're sputtering, right? I mean, the the the, the freshness of um, of the department uh, can't be compromised, but nor can your um, you can turn you can't turn off your customer service engine either, right? So um, that same customer is coming in when there's two people in your department and when there's ten people in your department, and, and uh, that's the, the the impact piece of, of customer service and and talking to to your customer. So. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's honestly, that's probably more impactful than anything you can even do from a detail standpoint as, as yeah. much as the details matter and as, as phenomenal as, as things looked when, when they are handled with that utmost finesse, when you think, you know, as a consumer, when you think about your experiences across all kinds of retail, whether it's grocery or elsewhere, you tend to, what makes an impression in your mind, I think, at least for me, is the interaction you have with those people, right? Yeah, is Absolutely. You know, if if every time I go through the Chick-fil-A drive-through, there's somebody standing there, you know, chatting about their day and, and laughing as they, you know, they drop the change, as they're giving me change for my order, and, and they're talking about how they're in training. And I mean, it, it makes such a difference in the experience and especially because you don't get that everywhere anymore. It does. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, um, that's definitely a dying art, unfortunately. And so, and one that is so vital to, it has been so vital to the success of so many people over the years. And, um, you know, it's and the, 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 the thing about it, 
weird thing about it is all that stuff is free, right? All that stuff is free and it's, it's not, it doesn't cost it anything to say hello. It doesn't cost anything to engage. And some there's different levels of engagement and pre COVID um, is a lot different than, you know, post COVID. I say post COVID COVID is um, still around, but um, uh, people's um, desire to be approached um, over the past couple of years uh, is not like what it was prior to January of 2020. Right. So, um, but, uh, they still like to be acknowledged. They still like to, um, you know, call them by their name. Right. Um, you know, Dale Carnegie took Dale Carnegie courses and he said the sweetest, the sweetest sound of a, of something is a, to a customer is the sound of their own name. Right. Just remembering names. Everyone can remember names, but, mm-hmm. but it's just that, that stuff, little, little nuances, you know, what their favorite apple is or, um, you know, what, uh, uh, what recipe you sent them home with last time and following up on that, you know, how was the butternut squash soup or whatever. And just, just little stuff like that really, really, really goes along. It does mm-hmm. for sure. Well, and, and you mentioned, um, taking notes, Brian, when we were talking earlier about holiday planning Yeah. and even, even with your customers, the recurring folks you see, I mean, that's probably, that's probably not a bad thing to, to scribble down notes every now yeah. and then just about people you talked with and, and what you chatted yeah. about and, sure. you know, do they have kids or grandkids? I mean, that, that might seem silly and, and maybe there's, you know, way too little time in the day to do something like that, but something I've found super helpful and I wish I had started doing it, you know, 10 years ago instead of in the last year. But, you know, when we go to trade shows or things like that, trying to, you know, every hour, or every couple hours, just step aside and, and, you know, take five minutes to write down notes. I talked with this person mm-hmm. about these things or, you know, mm-hmm. this is going on in their life. This is something they're working on. Right. Um, because to be able to build on those touch points really is so powerful. And I, I think, um, you know, we're, we're in the analytics age, right. Uh, the, the things that get measured or more often the things that get emphasized, um, and so maybe that's why there's not, you know, as much emphasis on just talking with people as, as yeah. maybe there used to be, but it does make it that much more powerful, I think. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, because not <laughs> sometimes people are surprised when you're talking to them. Right. And it's just like, well, it's just, that's pretty powerful. It is a pretty powerful, uh, uh, is a pretty powerful, um, um, uh, practice, uh, that, uh, that that's done. So, um, but yeah, it's funny, a little, a little, um, side note of some of the things that I, I don't know, I just, uh, that mean to you, right. I mean, some, something that's meaningful, meaningful. I mean, I had, um, going back, uh, talking to, a, a, a talking about it, doing a display and this, um, it was great. It took pictures of it and everything. And, um, his, uh, this little, little guy, little kid comes in with his father and, uh, Zach, his name is Zach, and he lives in, in Brattleboro, Vermont. And um, he comes in, and I'm building uh, just a Driscoll display. And Adam, they, <laughs> you have to laugh. I'm sitting here laughing. He just starts taking packages from the box and putting them on display. And I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't know who this kid was. Right. <laughs> so um, he just starts building. He just starts, and his dad comes up and you know, introduces himself. And this guy loves, he started, he was seven years old seven-year-old kid and just um so we went and got him a, a apron and a hat and um he ended up the, the the store ended up winning a prize right for for a display that he helped build 
So um, next time he's in, we have a little $25 gift card for him and uh, that he's going to share in the success, right? And just something like that. Just, that that's just, I don't know. Remember the little kid's name, Zach? His father was Dan. Um, and, you know, they'll be longtime customers of of the, the, the co-op there. And, um, you know, that sticks with somebody. That sticks with somebody. So I don't know. It was really cool. That was a fun story. That was a really, really fun story. And I just actually just thought of it when, when we're sitting here talking about this. So. Absolutely. Well, it it's funny. It's funny. And I think, I think this is the power of it too, right? Is you, you think about, you know, the power of conversations and you can immediately recall specific instances that make you think of that business. You know, when, when you were telling that story, it made me think, um, my parents love to go to this, this particular Mexican restaurant. And my dad is very good at asking people their names and remembering people's names. So, um, there's a a gentleman who, who is often the, the waiter at the Mexican restaurant. And we were all there for my dad's 60th birthday the other day. And, um, so we had all the family out there, you know, my parents, grandkids and and all that kind of stuff. And, and the waiter is saying, you know, Sophia, Sophia, and take, getting the baby to uh to focus for the family picture mm-hmm. and some of the friends that were there for the birthday they're like oh my gosh that's a little scary that he he knows the the grandbaby's name and I said well in all fairness I know his daughter's name too because you know he he speaks Spanish and my dad of course since I did some Spanish in college anytime we go somewhere to a Mexican restaurant he says oh Ashley speak Spanish I'm like dad I probably sound like a kindergartner it is not that good but I had talked enough with Ricardo, the waiter, to know that his daughter it has a similar name to my future daughter. And so his daughter's in college and this is her name and this is what she does. And so I told my dad's friends, I said, in fairness, he does know the baby's name, but I know his daughter's name, too. And it's just <laughs> it was so sweet. <laughs> That's cool. That is super cool. That is great. It's a great story. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and, you wow. know, it's, it's those it's those little moments that that create a connection that you know, for, for all the efficiencies and all the numbers and all the different things that, um, you know, that have grown in importance in recent years, yeah. it's those little intangibles that are harder to measure, yeah. you know, that, that really tie you to places. For sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's these little intangibles that keep so many people tied to those places also. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a great story. That's a cool story. <laughs> So, oh goodness! Awesome. I probably I, I'm thinking about how I told it, and I'm like, oh man, I I jumbled through the telling there. Hopefully that made sense. No, it made people listening. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. Oh, well done. Oh my gosh! Excellent. Well, we we veered off a little there from uh, yeah. from from speed and and time yeah. management, but um, but it all comes back to people. It all comes back to customer service. That's right. Absolutely, <laughs> sure does. Awesome. Well, thank you again, always, Brian, um, for your for your time and, and insight here. And we'll thank all our listeners as well. And we'll see everybody again next week on the Produce Retail Podcast. 